One of the best ways to hear about a podcast is through a friend. That's why this week we're trying something new. We created a link that makes it easy to share the show with your group thread, your friend via Twitter DM, and all the places where recommendations happen. For every five people you share Encyclopedia Womanica with who download the podcast, we'll send you $5 as a thank you. Follow the link in the show notes and help us spread the word. It was 144 years ago that members of the Democratic Party first met in convention to select a presidential candidate. And our meeting this week is a continuation of that tradition. But there is something different about tonight. There is something special about tonight. What is different? What is special? I, Barbara Jordan, am a keynote speaker. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about an incredible orator and politician who broke barriers and sought to push the reality of the United States closer to the ideal set out in our founding documents. As the first black woman elected to Congress from the South, her powerful words made their mark on history. Among many other remarkable moments, she was widely applauded for her role in the Nixon impeachment proceedings, and she inspired many with her speech at the 1974 Democratic National Convention. This is the story of Barbara Jordan. Barbara Charlene Jordan was born in Houston, Texas on February 21, 1936. She was the youngest of three daughters born to Arlene and Benjamin Jordan, a Baptist pastor. Barbara's penchant for public speaking was developed early. She attended Phyllis Wheatley High School, where she competed in and won a national debate competition in 1952. After graduation that same year, she enrolled at Texas Southern University, a historically black university where she brought her talents to the debate team. With her help, Texas Southern became something of a debate powerhouse, beating the teams from Brown and Yale and tying Harvard's delegation. Barbara received her bachelor's degree in 1956 before turning her sights on grad school. She went to Boston University Law School where she was just one of two women in her graduating class. After law school, Barbara taught at what's now called Tuskegee University for a year before returning to her home state of Texas. When she passed the Texas bar, she became one of just three black women who were licensed to practice law in the state. Barbara quickly dove into politics. After working on John F. Kennedy's presidential campaign, Barbara set her sights on elected office. She unsuccessfully ran for the Texas House of Representatives in 1962 and 1964. In 1966, she changed tact and ran for the Texas Senate. This time, Barbara was successful, thereby becoming the first black woman ever elected to the Texas Senate. While there, she fought to help workers and the most vulnerable Texans through the creation of a minimum wage law and a Fair Employment Practices Commission. Even if Barbara's political trajectory had ended there, it would have been extremely impressive, but her star continued to rise. Barbara was voted the president of the Texas Senate on March 28, 1972. 
That made her the first black woman in the U.S. to lead a legislative body. After that, Barbara won an even more prestigious election to become a member of the U.S. House of Representatives. She was the first African-American elected to Congress from the South since the end of Reconstruction. Barbara wasted no time in making a name for herself in Congress as an incredible speaker. It helped that she was a member of the Judiciary Committee as it took up one of the most important responsibilities of Congress, impeachment. A president is impeachable if he attempts to subvert the Constitution. The Constitution charges the president with the task of taking care that the laws be faithfully executed. And yet, the president has counseled his aides to commit perjury, willfully disregard the secrecy of grand jury proceedings, conceal surreptitious entry, attempt to compromise a federal judge while publicly displaying his cooperation with the processes of criminal justice. A president is impeachable if he attempts to subvert the Constitution. If the impeachment provision in the Constitution of the United States will not reach the offenses charged here, then perhaps that 18th century Constitution should be abandoned to a 20th century paper shredder. People across the country were moved by Barbara's words. President Richard Nixon resigned from office on August 9, 1974. The following year, Barbara sponsored legislation to broaden voter protections to include Latinx, Native, and Asian Americans by expanding the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Then in 1976, Barbara became the first black woman to deliver a keynote speech at the Democratic National Convention. In her speech, as you heard at the top of the episode, she noted the historic nature of her presence and position that evening. By looking back and reflecting history in the making, Barbara showed that the country could and should be held to a higher standard. Barbara resigned from Congress in 1979. She published an autobiography and began teaching at the University of Texas, Austin. Though she no longer held elected office, Barbara still held major sway in politics. She advised Texas Governor Ann Richards and was a chair for the U.S. Commission on Immigration Reform. In 1992, she, once again, addressed the crowds at the Democratic National Convention. This time around, Barbara spoke from a wheelchair due to her battle with multiple sclerosis. Two years later, in 1994, President Bill Clinton gave Barbara the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Despite being a public figure, Barbara was quite quiet about her private life. She didn't talk about her health or her longtime romantic relationship. She traveled with Nancy Earl for three decades, and many historians say the two were partners. On January 17, 1996, Barbara Jordan passed away. She was 59 years old. Barbara Jordan showed Americans just how powerful words can be. Her speeches touched, awakened, and inspired people across the country, and perhaps the world, to think differently and to hold themselves and each other to a higher standard. All month, we're talking about politicians. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. 
follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. As always, we'll be taking a break for the weekend. Talk to you on Monday.